Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio here on blogtalkradio.com, front slash Gypsy Poet. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and I've got an awesome guest this afternoon. It did just get hotter and hotter, and this guest, I absolutely flipped over his music. He absolutely is one of the most amazing people I've ever encountered, and he's got a great album that he's released called Painting Without Canvas, and it's beautifully done, and and he's got some great music on there. He's got everything in between from rock and roll to blues to just about anything you can think of. It's amazing, and this guest is, is a true reflection of that. Please welcome the one and only Peter Blast. Are you with me? Hi, Hello. Honey. How are you tonight? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Weather is finally changing, getting nice out. Got the new mm-hmm. CD coming out next month. So I've been very busy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. plan on staying that way. Mm, absolutely. So let's talk about your album. Uh, it's called Painting Without Canvas. Uh, yes, what's it the concept is. behind the al- Yes. What's the concept behind the album? You mean the title of the album or the yes. album itself? Yes. Well, well, let's start first with the title of the album. Well, Painting Without Canvas is basically... It's it's an open door. There's many doors, and mm-hmm. you can open many doors and paint your own picture. You don't need mm-hmm. to put it on canvas. It can be a mental picture. It, you can paint pictures by looking at the clouds in the sky. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what the concept for that was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you've got some great songs on there that I've uh, been listening to, and of course oh, I've reviewed thanks. for Punk Globe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that really caught me um, that I was really gripped by. I think it's. Um, I, I got to. Re- the thing is, I have to remember it because I go through so many discs for, uh, in one day. <laughs> um, I think it's. Um, it, it, it's the. Oh my goodness. It's about the coal miner, I think, I believe it is. Hold on one second. Because uh, old I, Coal Hill? Yes, yes, thank you. Old, old Coal, coal Hill. Hill, yes. Old Coal Hill, yes, this one in particular. This one took me by surprise here because it, it's got a fusion of poetry and music in one. And I thought that was very, very, very solid when I heard that. Um, it's It's very different from the rest of the album that I heard, but this one really was... Amazing. Um, I want to talk some um, about this one. And there's actually one other out, one other piece that you had on here that I loved. Um, the Crossroads Hotel was also beautiful too. So you want to talk about those two? Sure. Um, Old Coal Hill. Mm-hmm. Nice story to that one. It's got some mm-hmm. history to it. Um, it's kind of about. I was down south, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was noticing on Sundays how people went to um, mm-hmm. the graveyards yes. and they hung out with their beloved dead. And mm-hmm. they'd have barbecues and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's right, pretty right. interesting. So I, I asked the people to drop me off at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And they did, and I went through the cemetery, and I was just jotting down names off of headstones, and one thing led to another, and I started mixing the names around, and I came up with a 
the name of the, in the song, um, mm-hmm. Molly Mary Watkins, Sleeping Perfectly oh. Still. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's dead, mm-hmm. so she's quite comfy. Yeah. But right. I remembered a story that my mother had told me as a child, too. Um, her mother passed away when she was very young, and there were many right. tears. And her mother came to her as a ghost. Mm-hmm. And she said, don't cry for me. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. She was dressed in white, but she was all wet. Uh, and she said, don't shed a tear for me because your tears come directly to me and they're basically weighing me down. Mm-hmm. So I took a little of this. I took. I remember that my mom telling me that story. And as I was doing it, a funeral actually began. And so I got I I just put the whole thing together and it, I I like it. it it's, it's a nice piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the other one you have on oh excuse me the other one you have on here is called Cross, the Crossroads Hotel. You want to talk about that one? Well, that's the other side of the coin, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Crossroads Hotel is where you end up mm-hmm. when you're down and out. <laughs> oh. When you when you've basically lost everything. And nothing's left. Should I have oh. another drink, or should I get some food? I mean, it's it's the harder side of life. Wow, it's this is quite an amazing album. I mean, I can I like talk the about way this I album. record. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. I like the way I recorded Crossroads Hotel because I start off with a lead vocal, with a backup mm-hmm. vocal that you know periodically comes in. And slowly it, it turns around if you give it a good listen to where the backup vocal becomes the lead vocal. Hmm. Yes. They, they I, switch. I wind of, yes. That, that kind was, of humorous. That was a, yes. Those <laughs> are my very, own private very, jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very different, and I and that's what I loved about it. I listened to this album like a hundred times uh, somewhat, and so... Even though um, I, I get sent recordings all the time um, and listening in uh, from MP3s to CDs, I, I listen to a lot. And um, but that one actually, Oak Cold Hill stood out to me quite a bit, and Crossroads, the Crossroads Hotel stood out. Um, and you also have a couple of. Um, there's one I liked here called "I Don't Drink, I Don't I Don't Smoke, But I Lie." This one was an interesting track to listen to. Well, I think it's um, an interesting you, title for sure. You know. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> what uh, what brought the inspiration for that one? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's there in the title, actually. Um, you know, the guy, it's the story of a guy that's not been the greatest guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's sitting there with somebody in the story telling him, telling them all his faults. Mm -hmm. So is he really lying? No. He's almost like the most honest liar on the planet. I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I lie. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling somebody that, you're not much of a liar, really. No. And I, I I thought that was pretty good too, you know. So I mean, everybody knows somebody if it isn't them themselves right. that are doing those things. 
Mm-hmm. Were you drinking? No, honey, I wasn't drinking. <clears throat> Did you quit smoking like you were supposed to? Uh-huh. And it's all a lie. The guy <laughs> will sneak away into the basement or outside in the yard to have his cigarette. He'll hide his beer. He'll hide whatever. And, yeah, he's lying. But eventually yeah. it comes time that you got to come clean. Yes, and, and this one and, it's and, and hopefully the person accepts them for who they are. Right. And this this really does hit close to home in some cases. Um, um, many people, I think, can relate to it. I, like I said, everyone knows somebody that's done that. Maybe, it, maybe it's even themselves. Mm-hmm. Lying to yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, we put a slideshow together for that. And it's up on YouTube now. It was just put on mm-hmm. YouTube recently. So people mm-hmm. can check that out. <clears throat> I got tired of doing uh, full-blown-out videos with a bunch of people just running around acting stupid and making faces in the camera and this and that. So we we decided to do something different and just make a slideshow with it. But it's not your everyday slideshow. It's not just a picture here or a picture there. It's a hundred. It's over 130 photographs all blended together to follow the storyline of the song. And 130-something photographs in a four-minute song moves. Mm-hmm. It's always on the go. So I found it pretty interesting doing it that way, and I've gotten a lot of really good response with it. And I didn't realize how many people are tired of looking at mm-hmm. the same old type of videos. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of them, if they're not live footage, mm-hmm. they can get kind of dopey. <laughs> so I wanted to stay away from that. Mm. Well, it, it was indeed something different. So that's re- that's what I enjoyed about well, it. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Yes. <laughs> it is. It, it is absolutely. I that's what I go for. I go for anything that's different and new and just kind of uh breaking out of the mold. And that's what I enjoyed about this. Um another well, the whole piece 3D I... is there's so much variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, right. like you you said yourself, um mm-hmm. yeah, it goes from uh rock and roll to um some really pretty ballads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh poetic ballads, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, there's definitely a few different types of blues on it. There's country, folk, blues, rock, mm-hmm. which kind of is like I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I lie. But I lie, right, and, yeah. Um, but then there's some really slow, low down and dirty Chicago Delta blues as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it, then it kind of moves along to some kind of like old world cowboy songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I I I think there's a real nice flow to the record. Um, it started out with 15 songs, and now it's yes. down to 10. Yes. And I just thought it was too long to hold mm-hmm. people's interest all the way through. And there were mm-hmm. some songs that just kind of were like, how does this fit with that? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Get it out of there. So, uh, you know, I've got hard drives just filled with material. 
I can I I could be dead, and the songs will keep being released. So. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm a you lucky write guy. a lot. Yes, I do. You, you write I, a. Mm-hmm. I can write a yes. song a day. Mhm. With no problem. Mhm. Um, what took me by surprise about this record is you did a cover. And uh, I, I enjoyed the cover when I heard it. I was like, "Wow, he's 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 authentic when it comes to sticking with covers." Uh, what I mean by that is, um, you did a cover of uh, "Paint It Black" on this album of the Rolling Stones. I enjoyed that song a lot. It was it was exhilarating. It was fun and just tantalizing. Um, I loved it when the Stones did it, and I loved it when you did it. And you stuck to the original format, which I, I did enjoy, actually. Um, what possessed you to do this track? <laughs> well, <clears throat> in most cases, I don't like remakes. I mean, I, the originals are usually the best. But once in a blue moon, something will trip my trigger. And um, Painted Black was actually on a CD um, that I had done years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was released in 2004. Mm-hmm. And then it was re-released in 2009. Well, I found these distribution companies that I'm no longer with still selling it. Hmm. And I thought to myself, well, if every, if they're not going to things properly, I should try and take some of it back. Hmm. And I looked at a few, and I said, you know what, I think I'm going to do it with Painted Black. Because I put it kind of in the middle of the CD. It's a good rocker. And it just kind of keeps the whole thing flowing. So it it stays up, you know, it's up-tempo, then it slows down, then there's another up-tempo, it slows down to another type of music, and then bam, paint it black. Uh, I've only done two covers my whole life, and uh, mm-hmm. Paint It Black was one of them, and the other one was Dead or Alive by uh, Johnny Thunders, which mm-hmm. was on uh, my CD, A Plush Horse with a Monkey on a String. And I, oddly enough, I was very close with Johnny Thunders. Mm. And um, after his passing, it took the dolls forever, you know, to get it back together. And they hired Steve Conti to t- be in the Johnny Thunder position. And uh, me and Steve got along really well. And we were having lunch one day and talking about recording and he ended up recording. I sent him three songs, and he liked all of them, so he ended up recording on all of them, and one of them just happened to be Dead or Alive. So I think it's kind of cool that I was close with Johnny and then his replacement, and then together we do a Thunder's tune. So that was kind of fun, too. But I didn't want to really go in that direction. Understandable. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your history. You have a long history in the music industry, which is a wonderful thing, and uh, you've worked with many people on um, on your list from what I've seen from your bio. Um, are, are there any people that really stand out that you enjoyed working with in your in, in your career in music? Oh gosh, 
they're all so special. You know, mm-hmm. I I love them all. Oh, to tell awesome. you the truth, um, mm-hmm. some guys are a little easier to work with than others, but mm-hmm. I think they all have a, a special talent, and they all have something to bring to the party. Um, yes. Working with Rick Richards down mm-hmm. in Georgia, um, mm-hmm. and Rick Price from well, Rick Richards from uh, Izzy Stratlin and the Juju Hounds and the Georgia Satellites, and Rick Price from the Georgia Satellites. We did a tune called um, The Devil's Puppet and uh, Blues. Rick Richards is just an amazing bottleneck guitarist. I mean, he's right up there with Dwayne Allman and Eric Clapton and anyone you can imagine. So I really enjoyed working with him a lot. And, of course, Ian McLagan from the faces and small faces, rolling stones. In fact, I, uh, it's funny that he's on the White Voodoo CD. And um, I, I still, sorry to say, you know, he passed away recently, but I still have tracks on a hard drive that have not been released yet. So I think that's kind of special and something that people can look forward in the future. Um, Then I met Mark Andes from Heart and uh, Firefall and, gosh, so many bands. Um, The original Heart, Firefall, Jojo Gunn. He was was actually in Canned Heat, uh, an original member, founder of the band Spirit. And an amazing bass player, along with uh, Bob Lizick as well from Chicago. Um, Great, great bass player. He plays with Brian Wilson. Mm -hmm. And uh, Willie Schwartz on accordion. He works with Tom Waits. I mean, what's there not to enjoy with these people? You know, my kick is that I can bring people in from all different walks of different musicians, from all different walks of musical worlds. And they don't know what they're walking into. They've never heard the material. And I got a guy that plays rock, another guy that plays pop, another guy that plays country, and I put them all together. And it's just, uh, it, it comes out in a very special way. It yeah. it leans towards many directions, not just one. Is it country? Is it rock? Is it this? Is it that? It, I don't know. You can have an open mind with the material. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, where are you from originally? Oh, I'm a South Sider in Chicago, inner city. <laughs> I grew up um, about, about one mile from Cook County Jail. <laughs> which is a pretty rough side of town. Oh. So I'm, well, I'm a city boy. It, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a city that. boy that decided to leave home by the time he was 15 and travel the world and and observe what's going on everywhere. And uh, i I got to say, I still haven't stopped. And um, 
that's that's kind of how I come up with my stories for my songs is just mm-hmm. by viewing other people and just the things that are going on around you. Yes. Of course, I twist them up a little bit, you know. <laughs> Which is great. Which well, is I always wonderful. use I. In, in, my, in a lot of my writing, I use I, and a lot of people think it's about me. Well, mm-hmm. it's not really. I use the word I just to be, to protect the innocent and the guilty. <laughs> Otherwise, I could be sued. Who knows? So I always take that approach to it. But please, everybody, don't think all these songs are just my life. There's more to it than that. Some of the songs even have stories between the story. Yes. you got to really listen to it. Some of them can be a little deep. Mm -hmm. So see who figures it out and who doesn't. Um, what what is your favorite medium? Do you like performing live or do you like recording more? Or are they just two totally different entities to you? Uh, they're two different animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't really say which one I like more. Creation is a beautiful thing. Creating mm-hmm. something from nothing is a great mm-hmm. thing. And to uh, then get everyone else rolling on board in the studio and you're giving them direction of what you're looking for with this instrument and that instrument and pulling all that together and then hearing it come back out to speakers, you know, from the radio or whatever, it's a beautiful thing. It's a really good feeling. But live, too. I Like, I, I love to travel. I, yes. I like to be on the go. And it doesn't have to be the nicest places in town because yeah. everywhere has a story. There's yes, a story to everything. So mm-hmm. I can't really say I enjoy one more than the other. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Which is awesome. Just tell me where, where where am I going next. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. Um, you've, got, you've got some great stuff on your website. And I'm I'm very excited to take a look at your website. It's I've been to it quite a number of times this week. And um, you have uh, you have you do not only have a band here in the U.S. You also have a band elsewhere too. I want to know about the lovely foreign place that you have a band that you uh, perform with. Uh, well, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. funny uh, how that came about, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was on MySpace, hmm? this is, uh, first I want to say this. Um, mm-hmm. When I was on MySpace, I had over 5,000 fans. Mm-hmm. And they were never notified that I was switching over to Facebook. Oh. So I went from 5,000 fans to 400, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a real kick in the teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but... um that happens, but anyway, back to how that came band came to be was mm-hmm. when I was on MySpace, a gentleman from Buenos Aires saw that I was making a new record, and mm-hmm. he just came out and asked, sent me a message and asked if he could play on it. 
He was a Wonder. keyboard player. And mm-hmm. uh, what I had nothing to lose. So, I mean, if it's garbage, you don't use it. If it's good, cool. So it turned out it was amazing. So he ended up playing on a few other songs as well and uh, then invited me to come to Buenos Aires. And I went, and he put together a band for me, and it turned out to be um, a five-piece band. And we just got along so well. I mean, it was amazing that by the time we were doing a second show, first show, over 2,000 people sold out, and it continued that way, and we were just having a ball, and uh, they wanted to start a band. (laughs) So it turned out to be Peter Blast Power Company. And uh, we record together, and Sometimes it's all of them. Sometimes it's only one or two of them. It it just depends on what I need for my material. But, uh, yeah, we tour South America, and I keep a band uh, in New York, even though everyone is starting to spread out more. Um, my drummer was originally from Chicago. He's in Texas now. So, um, so I've been coming down to Texas. And... Uh, recording in Austin, and in fact, the last song that I recorded for this CD, um, the first song was actually the last song recorded, (laughs) Run Baby Run. Yes. And that's with uh, Mark Andes on bass. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I, I like going down to Texas. I like it there, and uh, I'm doing some more recording right now. That's amazing. I'm glad that you are, and uh, maybe you may stop by San Antonio sometime. It's a beautiful town, especially at night. It dances. It twinkles. My goodness, uh, it, it twinkles more than my sparkles. <laughs> um, I wanted, I wanted to ask you know, actually, I wanted to go to San Antonio really bad. It just really? wasn't. It just. I don't know why. I just like mm-hmm. to keep going, but yeah. there wasn't enough time. So, yes. <laughs> I never get to see anything. <laughs> you know, you go out on tour and you're from the hotel to a rehearsal to a show and back to the hotel. You might go to a bar or two and that's about it. Then yeah. you're on to the next one. So yes, I, know. I feel I, I feel in many ways I get gypped. <laughs> Got to invite well. everyone to your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the party is. Yes. The after um, party. Yes. There is a question I had. Um, when you, uh, I'm very intrigued by your friendship with Johnny Thunders. I want to come back to that. Um, what What is the story behind you and um, Johnny Thunders? I, I see and, and hear of him a lot, especially in, in recent, um, in just in, in my surroundings, because I have a number of friends that really still remain very hard, uh, diehard, very very hardcore fans of Johnny Thunders. Uh, what is the story behind yours and his friendship, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I met John a lot when he was still with the Dolls, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of like in passing. And then when he broke away from the Dolls mm-hmm. is when we started to really hang out with each other. And... Mm-hmm. um It was just one of those things where 
two guys look at each other and you know you're kind of like on the same page. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go from there. Um, most people think of Johnny Thunders as just the junkie. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell everyone right now, that's a bad way of looking at things. Yes. Every junkie has another side to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not the same. They're two people. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're, they're, he's Johnny Thunders. But when he's on heroin, mm-hmm. he's the other guy. Mm-hmm. And some people don't like that guy. So me and him just stayed in touch anytime we were in the same town. Um, we'd always hook up. And I helped him out a few times when he ha- was having uh, problems like being out of town and not being able to find what he needed. Mm-hmm. So there's some strange backstage stories there. Uh, one time he came to Chicago and he was playing and there was a pawn shop across the street and he pawned his guitar. Wow. Yeah, right. (laughs) Scored some dope. Well, I get to the show. He's whacked. He's just whacked. And he's got no guitar. So I just happened to know someone that had another drug that would wake him up. Wow. And while my friend was taking care of him, I ran and got a guitar for him. And it was a, it was, it wasn't a pretty, it wasn't a pretty scene, you know. That's that's what I mean. The other guy. Right. Um, he was so high that when he was trying to shoot up something else, he couldn't even find the vein. And oh, it was wow. it, it was ugly. It was bad. Well, I thought I'd let you know we're out of time. <laughs> um, really? This was, yes, yes. A half hour on GPR goes very far. <laughs> and we covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time, like we always do here. Um, I'm very grateful that you called in. And, um, p- folks, those of you listening in, please check out peterblast.com. He's got great music, great stuff, great material. Um, check out his album coming out called Penny Without Canvas. It'll be out very soon. And, plus, you'll find it that you'll find it a review of music on in Punk Globe by me, uh, the Gypsy Poet, on uh, in punkglobe.com coming up very soon in the June issue of Punk Globe. So please be sure and check that out. There's um, a lot of Peter, there's a is, lot of there's a lot of new information too on mm-hmm. the Facebook. Yes. Facebook uh, Facebook slash Peter Blast. There's a lot of mm-hmm. updates on there. Sometimes a little faster than uh, the website. So just wanted <laughs> yeah. to throw that I'm, in. Yes, absolutely. So please check out uh, Facebook, the Peter Frost, uh, the Peter Frost fan page on Facebook. Um, I'll be posting that again very soon. Please check out the website, PeterBlast.com, as well as the CD coming out called Painting Without Canvas. Peter, it has been a blast having you on the radio show. I'm so glad that you called in, and I do hope that you call in um, within, you know, an, an you know, some other time for a follow-up interview. It's been a wonderful afternoon. You have given me an amazing array of stories, and I can't wait to share them with everyone here on GPR and many other places around the world. Thank you so much. No problem. I've, I, it was yeah. a blast. 
Yeah, of course. All right. All right, guys. This is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adio for now. Fire. Uh, uh.